0: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Look in your home. Look in your office. Look in your home office. Everywhere you turn, there's so much smart. At Capella University, we think education should be smart too. Our game-changing FlexPath format puts you in control of your master's degree, so you can learn how, when, and where you want. Smart, huh? Yeah, we think so, too. So if you want to take the next step in your career, make Capella your first step. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter.
1: The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris at 708-708. 478-6090 Mariska's and Crest Hill family owned and operated since 1933 and Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe with locations in Burbank and Darien visit chuckscafe.com let's drop the actual puck
2: Welcome to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast with NBCChicago.com's James Navo and 670 The Scores
1: Hockey Guy Jay Zawoski.
2: Here I, is Chicago. Woo! Welcome in to one of my favorite Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast editions of the year, the Training Camp Preview episode. Woo-hoo. My name is James Naveau from NBC Chicago. Author of the Madhouse Enforcer blog on that wonderful website. And with me, as always, is the one, the only six seventy the scores hockey expert and one of the sexiest men I know, Jay zawoski Jay, it is a beautiful day, my friend. I know I've clapped twice already and I don't care. You've got the clap, my friend. Legitimately pumped, dude. (laughs) I am so excited for training camp to start.
1: Well, all of a sudden, hockey's upon us, right? It's just sort of, uh, we just wrapped up our interview with uh, Sean Remjinsing from EA Sports with NHL 18. Look for that interview uh, coming out tonight as well, which to me, that's always the first sign when I start to play the NHL games. Uh, but then today, we get the uh, training camp roster, Cody Franzen, as I was told in July, my friend gets a pto for the blackhawks so does (laughs) drew miller how about that well we have all of this to get to and more but most importantly my friend the big story of the day is our big broadcast coming up on monday at chuck's southern comforts cafe if you're not aware of this make sure you check out our twitter at madhouse pod make sure you check out our facebook uh and look up all the info there i'll give you what we have so far This is Monday, September 18th at the Chuck's Cafe in Darien. That's 8025 South Cass Avenue, 7 o'clock. We're going to have a live podcast, a meet and greet, and a charity raffle. Uh, A lot to get to here. Let's start with the raffle. Here's what we got to give away so far. Top prize, a pair of tickets to the Blackhawks and the Edmonton Oilers at the United Center in the regular season. Not a preseason game, in the regular season. Second prize. Tickets to the preseason finale against the Boston Bruins at the United Center. Both of those pairs of tickets, courtesy of our friends at the Chicago Blackhawks. We've got a replica Marion Hosa jersey at the giveaway. We have a signed Anti Ranta puck. Or is it Anti Ranta? Or Auntie Ranta? I always it's do it right. It's whatever
2: wrong. we say it is. Damn
1: right. We've got a awesome Blackhawks beer tote, courtesy of our listener, Paul Tobeck. Paul, thank you so much for that. We have. Up to, asterisks because I haven't counted them yet, 10 signed movie posters for the movie Goon 2, signed by Jay Baruchel, the director of that movie. Um, So much good stuff. We've got gift cards coming in. The hockey card box is going to be there in person. You can look at it. You can admire it. You can see. and, And maybe if you ask a question to us live out there at Chuck's, you can walk away with a cool 90s hockey card and more stuff in the works, of course. So please, please join us. That's Monday, the 18th at Chucks and Darien, 8025 Cast Avenue, 7 p.m. It's going to be a great time. And we just saw the specials last night. How about 150 domestic draft bottles?
2: James is about to get crazy.
1: And I'm staying for bingo. Are you staying for bingo?
2: I am absolutely. My wife is coming, so she is staying for bingo. We actually, I don't, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to ask this question on air. Is your wife coming?
1: Yes, I just dropped my headphones, so if you say anything, I'm not going to hear it at the moment, but yes, uh, my wife is coming, uh, and she's excited because we love Chucks. She'll go for any reason. It doesn't yeah. even matter if there's a broadcast.
2: We we may end up doing a little bit of Ask the Wives if uh, Laura and Hope would be okay with it, so oh, that could yeah, be... this... This could get super crazy, super quick, so you're going to want to come out there and have $1.50 beers and play bingo with us. And It's going to be a really awesome night, and I'm really looking forward to the raffle. And By the way, I'm going to go ahead and toss some items from my personal collection into the mix as well. I've got a Patrick Kane bobblehead and a Bobby Hull bobblehead from games at the UC that I'm going to give out to listeners in this raffle so make sure you come on out and buy some tickets and potentially win some pretty awesome stuff
1: that's pretty sweet that's a that's that's a good thing to give away and i'll I'll pull it uh, you know reach into my box of goodies as well and find a couple things um yeah we got some stuff don't worry about that we will hook you guys up one way or the other uh there will be lots of cool stuff to win at our event okay so we hope you can join us again september 18th 7 p.m. It's going to be lit, as the kids say. Our <laughs> event at Mariska's, which was last summer, was great. A way bigger turnout than I ever expected, and I hope more of the same here at Chuck's. You need a reason to come out on a Monday night. Come on out, come out and see us. We've got great stuff to give away, and it's all going to a good cause. Uh, as you guys know, I lost my sister earlier this year. Uh, she suffered an, a seizure. She had epilepsy, and dot dot dot. My sister passed away. Um, so we're going to raise some money for Rush Hospital's Epilepsy Center, and uh, it's all going to go there. So it'll be, what did I say, $3 a ticket or 3 for 5 or No, $2 a raffle ticket or 3 for $5. Yes, That's the price. that is
2: what we decided on.
1: So um, hopefully you guys can come out, support a good cause, eat some amazing food, uh, and join us. Come see us in person. It's going to be fun. I ordered today the speakers, all the stuff we need to uh, have a live broadcast, so that will become... Much easier for James and I to do now that that has been bought. That is thanks to you, our patrons, yes. our donors and our, on our uh, GoFundMe page, GoFundMe.com slash MadHousePod, or Patreon.com slash MadHousePod. Several ways to give, several things to get back for giving. Uh, but again, thank you guys. Without you, none of this stuff happens. So, all right, enough of that nonsense. Let's get to some pucks. Uh, where do you want to start? Let's go. You started off. A lot of things to talk about. Go for it, James. You are the... You are the host as well, my friend.
2: Well, I think this is the perfect opportunity for us to bring up the fact that there are some really interesting names that, that the Blackhawks have offered uh, training camp invites to. There are a few like guys who I think have a legitimate chance of making the team this year. I mean, you've got your Cody Franzens, which you called way back in July. You've got Drew Miller that's going to be there. You've got John Mitchell that's going to be there. These are guys who have legitimate chances of not only pushing the young guys who are going to be trying to make the roster, your Alex DeBrin your Alexander 14s, your Kyle Bonds. Those guys will push them, but they also have a very legitimate chance of not only making the roster, but also potentially making a bit of an impact on the ice too.
1: Yeah, that's where I want to start as well. And a lot of the questions we got today, uh, at least I got, I don't want to speak for you. I'm sure you got the same ones. Was like what chance do these guys have of making the team? Well, let's start with Franson because we heard about him back in July. Uh, it seems to me that this has been in the works for a while, and they expect him to be part of things when the season begins. When Marion hosts is placed on LTIR, blah blah blah. I think we speculated a couple times, James, that he might have some sort of back pocket wink wink agreement. That hey, you know, come to on a PTO. We have a deal for you. We want you. We just can't do it at the moment. Uh, and that is sort of seems like it's coming to fruition. I think if he's not a complete disaster in the preseason, he is on the team, good as gold. The others I'm not as sure about. Um, Drew Miller, you guys might remember from the Red Wings, very handsome guy, gray hair, um, kind of a decent, you know, third line, fourth line plugger. Um, I just they've got so many of those guys now. You know, you've got Lance Boma, you've got uh, Larry Dolphin, you've got. Jordan Tutu is still in the fold. You've got There's a lot of guys. And you mentioned all those young forwards like DeBrincat and Bond in 14. Um, Dylan Sakura has had a great camp and a great look so far. There's a lot of guys that have the potential to make this team, and I don't know if bringing in uh, Drew Miller or, or Mitchell or whoever else you're going to bring in are, is really a good idea at this point. Give him a look, sure. Um, maybe assign him to a two-way deal, bring some leadership in at Rockford and call him up in a pinch, but... Um, I think the only real air quotes here, sure thing is, uh, Cody Franzen.
2: See, I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with you. Not like vehemently. I think that, uh, Mitchell has a legitimate chance of making this roster. And I will tell you why I look at his game and I honestly would rather have him on the ice than a Lance Boma or a Tommy Wingles. I really would. I would rather have Mitchell on the ice than those guys. So I feel like if he outplays them in training camp, they're on such cheap deals. I don't think the Blackhawks would have any issue saying, you know what? You didn't work out. You're on a one-year deal. Peace out. Have fun, Girl Scout. That kind of thing. I... drew miller i think is way more of a flyer and way more of a kind of light of fire under the other guy's butts kind of guy i think mitchell might have a shot
1: why do you think that uh skills wise i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna be honest with you i'm not the most versed in mitchell's game so um you seem to have more of of a grasp on it than i do so what makes you think that he's more of a shot than the others
2: He's basically a similar player to those guys in that he plays, you know, mostly defense, some physical edge to his game, doesn't score a whole heck of a lot. But I also, from what I've seen of him, and this is obviously kind of limited sample sizes because I don't watch all 82 games of every single team. I'm not going to be one of those guys that pretends like I do Pierre Maguire. (laughs) So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say that from what I've seen, there's more intelligence to john mitchell's game than largely what i've seen in limited sample size from lance boma and tommy wingles and i feel like if you're building a team that you want to add that little bit of extra grit sandpaper heart passion whatever you want to call it it's good to have some intelligence behind it and that's what i've seen from john mitchell in the limited sample size that i've seen of him
1: Uh, Ashton answered that's a good answer I like that Uh, by the way ran a poll today on the Madhouse pod Twitter follow us at Madhouse pod Um, I didn't really word this right because I'm not exactly a wordsmith as our listeners have found out but what I said was Cam starts this week how are you feeling about the the roster Uh, option one was I like the youth and play the youth Uh, second option was need veteran help on D third option was wait and wait and add help as needed and then number four was other um, and then I said leave comment the uh, majority 42 percent said wait and add help as needed and just sort of reading between the lines I was reading uh, Chris Hines Q&A he seems to think that that's the direction the Hawks are going to go as well just see what they have um, you know maybe accumulate that cap space a little bit instead of filling out every dollar to start the season Uh, and then as they need to make moves they can I think that's probably the right thing to do, too. I want to see, now that Franzen's in the fold, and, and I was concerned about the the ton of inexperience that the Blackhawks' D had, bringing this, and I know Franzen's not Nicholas Lidstrom by any means, but he's a guy with experience. He's an NHL defenseman, and I think that he's going to help more than he hurts. Now that he's here, I want to see Forsling play. I want to see Kepney play. I want to see Jan Ruda get a look. I want to see Vili Polka get a look. Um, you know, I don't think adding another defenseman today is necessary. Now, if the season goes on and Kepney struggles and uh, Forsling sucks and Ruda's not showing anything and Polka's still not ready, then you consider, but I think for now, let's see what the kids have. Because the regular season, great record is one thing. It doesn't mean crap in the playoffs.
2: How dare you not mention Darren Radish. I thought I thought he was our new guy, Jay.
1: I'm sorry. I uh, was about to choke, <laughs> um, and I just forgot his name. I I yep. didn't forget his name. I just forgot to add him to my list of rattle off people.
2: Ah, yes. Not you Alexander to Rattle. You forgot rattle off. off radish. I get it. Yes. You rattled off uh, Ruta, but you didn't. Yeah, I can't even say it yes. that fast. Never <laughs> mind. I'm not even going to try.
1: <laughs> I feel like if I say Ruta enough, it will become Ruto. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's sad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is very sad isn't it
2: speaking of which yes. i need i have a new player that i am now going to be obsessed with and follow religiously and will watch any of his games to, from now until the end of the earth i have a new guy tell me his name is riley bourbon he <laughs> is a prospect yes. for the pittsburgh penguins plays at rpi for the in the ncaa his name is Riley A, and he is my new guy.
1: That's great, and for obvious reasons, it would just <laughs> if his name was Joe Bourbonay, or or you know something like a little more normal, he could just be the town mascot. Hey, it's Joe Bourbonay over there. How's it going, Joe? You
2: exactly. <laughs> and I was telling my wife today, like as soon as I learned of his existence, I was like, "Hey, I want his jersey." Yes, it's right given. now. Yeah, Number uh, 67 for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins good If number. anyone's paying attention to their training camp roster <laughs> It's a good number Michael Froleek would be very proud of that But I want to have him on the show And I want to ask him a <laughs> bunch of questions about Bourbon A That he will have no idea how to answer And his uncomfortable silences will be funny
1: to yeah, me Yeah, like what do you think of uh, Taco John's? That's and, right And uh, what's the, uh, oh Donalins. What time are we going to Donalyn's? And he'll yep. just stare at you blankly.
2: Hey, where's where's the uh, best uh, Buffalo Wild Wings in the world? Why, it just so happens to be on Route 50 by the Coles.
1: I think it's technically Bradley right there, isn't it?
2: It's, you know what? To be completely honest with you, I have no idea. Because the mall is a Bourbon A address. The There is a Bradley Water Tower by the Target, which is also a Bourbon A address. I, don't, I have no idea. How that's all sorted out over there. Well,
1: this is fascinating that's, conversation yeah, uh, for the three people anyway, still listening. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Riley
2: Bourbonet, five foot 195 pounds. He's twenty-four years old. Scored seventeen goals in his final season at RPI. So, Riley, I am rooting for you to make the Penguins, and please come on our podcast so we can talk about how awesome Taco John's is.
1: All right, I will try to get Riley Bourbonet on the podcast. I will do my best. Uh. In the meantime, James, if you want to place your order for a Bourbon A jersey, you know the best place to do that is a triple threat sports because they're the best place to go to get your NHL jerseys lettered. Everyone knows that. Only a moron would not know that by this point, and you are not a moron usually.
2: (laughs) But play one on the radio. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) Uh, But you should also know by now they're the place to go if your team needs jerseys. If you're a travel, high school, or college program that needs to outfit hundreds of kids or if you're a beer and pizza league team with 12 players, triple threat, can put you in pro-quality jerseys at pricing you can afford. Triple Threat can work with you on every aspect of the job. Logo design, fitting, apparel for off-ice, you name it. And you don't have to be a hockey player to wear uniforms from Triple Threat. They can get uniforms and apparel for all sports, baseball, softball, football, lacrosse, and more. So for more info, call our friend Chris at 708-478-6090 or email him for more info at chris at Threat Sports. If you can wear it, they can make it. That brings us to our first time out on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. But when we come back, we will discuss a rookie tournament happening in Traverse City, Michigan, and especially one young Alex DeBrincat who's looking to impress the Hawks brass. We'll be right back on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast.
2: Welcome back to the Riley Bourbonet Appreciation Hour. My name is James Nouveau, and I'm a co-host of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast Instead of talking about Riley, we're going to take a slight detour here, and we're going to talk about the Blackhawks, and specifically the rookie tournament that's going on in Traverse City, Michigan, which every beat writer is at except for me, and (laughs) I'm feeling really jealous, and I don't like it. So let's just go ahead, and we'll dispense with it. Alex DeBrincat, the guy that everyone's going to go to Notre Dame to see when the Blackhawks go there for training camp. He dropped the mitts. Had a Gordie Howe hat trick this weekend, I believe, against the Detroit Red Wings. Am I correct on that, Jay?
1: That's correct. Uh, exciting, exciting times to be a young Blackhawk because there are opportunities open. And um, I'm glad to see well, – I don't know if you read Scott Power saying – if you didn't, you're a fool because he's the best. Um, talking about DeBrin Kett's mindset at this tournament. And that's what really impressed me was, look – he knows that he can go out there and light things up if he wants to and leave the tournament with 15 goals and 800 assists and you know get all the headlines. But he also knows if he's going to play hockey for Joel Quenville, he's got to tighten things up defensively, stop turning the puck over, and those are the things he's working on at this tournament. We also saw him working at that at Prospects Camp. He knows that that's his best shot. And for a kid that young with that much of a pedigree, to have that much maturity to know – that that's what it's going to take to make this team, that is super encouraging to me. You're seeing a kid trying to reinvent his game. Wherever Alex DeBrincat played, he was the best player. That's been his entire life, as many young players do. But to see him right now, this aware, knowing that this spot is his to take, working on those other aspects of the game, that to me is super encouraging, and I love that. I love to hear that about Alex that's, that's That should be great news to the ears of Hawks fans.
2: It is, and I at a certain point, though, I do want to point out the fact that I think Alex knows that his best contributions to this team will be on the top six, and I really hope the Blackhawks don't try to go, okay, in order to earn your stripes, you have to play third-line minutes. He doesn't have the size to do that. He doesn't have necessarily the game to do that, and while you can improve your game in that area – We saw Brandon Saad do it as a really kind of example of that. I don't want him to lose sight of what he's best at. And so I hope that the Blackhawks don't try to fit him into a third-line box because of need on their roster when we all know that ultimately where he ends up and where he needs to be is in that top six. So I just hope that doesn't, like, stunt his development. I hope they don't try to force him to do that. It's great that he's taking the initiative to learn better defense and not turn the puck over, but I also don't want the Blackhawks to use that as an excuse to go, okay, we'll get him on the roster, and then we're going to stick him on the third line because I think we saw that a little bit with Tavo Teravainen and I feel like it hindered his development a little bit. And with a guy like Debrincat, I don't want that to happen
1: ever. Uh, glad you brought up Tavo, because as you were making your statement, that was exactly what I was thinking about was I wonder if they have learned their lesson. Not that they completely botched Tavo. I don't want to, just because I love the kid doesn't mean, I I don't want to be unfair to the Hawks, right? But I do feel like they were so like, you have to earn it. You've got to earn it. And remember, like, even before he was playing for the Hawks, when he would get those brief looks, like Eddie Owen Foley would kind of go out of their way to downplay him. Mm-hmm. he's getting too much praise, he hasn't earned anything. Screw that, man. If the player's good, let him play. Let him do his thing. He shouldn't have to earn anything. He's great. He's earned it by being better than everyone, right? <laughs> and I hope yeah. that the Hawks have learned a lesson a little bit from what they did with table because they yo-yoed that kid like crazy. Center, wing, third line, second line, first line, fourth line, off the, off the roster, in the press box, back to Rockford, blah, blah, blah. That's hard for anyone to succeed, especially someone, you know, coming to America for the first time, learning the language, learning the lifestyle. Obviously, it won't be that way for Dabrinket, but I want the Hawks to let the players do what they do best, and it's funny. There's like, sometimes they'll let it be, and then sometimes they won't, right? It seems like it varies player to player. Like, oh, well, we'll let Artemi Panarin play a one-dimensional game because he's Artemi Panarin. Yeah. Okay. But why didn't Tavo have the same freedom? Why didn't he have the same leeway that Panarin had? And I know Panarin's a better player. There's no doubt about it. I know that, of course. But I don't know. It just seems like it's kind of inconsistent. And I hope maybe the fact that the Brinkett's a North American player, I know is ridiculous and archaic as it seems. Um, you know, they'll have that sort of bias of this is the North American kid. He knows how to play hockey, air quotes, the right way, blah, blah, blah whatever, as long as he's given the opportunity to make the team, uh, he should. And the fact that he's doing what he's doing, like I said, is extremely encouraging to me. I, I love that. I think that him knowing, without being told, and maybe he was told, but you know, without it, without it being a lesson that he's already learned, to go out there and be proactive and learn what it takes to be a pro and make those adjustments, uh, I love the fact that he's doing that. And I hope the Hawks recognize it, and I hope to give him every chance in the world to make this team because I think they need him if they're going to be any good.
2: I would, I would totally agree with that. And I really I, – I kind of am starting to agree with uh, some of the beat guys that he's probably going to end up starting the season in Rockford. I just hope he doesn't end up there long. I hope that he plays so well down there that they just have no choice but to bring him up and get him going at the NHL level because I think if there's one thing that this team – is in desperate need of, like, I know the defense is an issue. I know that having, you know, some scoring depth is going to be an issue. They need top-of-the-line scorers on this team, and I think there are very few guys in this organization that are going to be able to give them the kind of punch and the kind of firepower that Alex DeBrincat is going to give them. So I hope that they'll kind of learn to put up with his defensive miscues on the fly instead of burying him on the bench if he screws up on a back check or turns the puck over, I hope they kind of roll with the punches and let him develop in that way. Because if you do, I think the rewards are going to be a good number of goals and a lot of speed. And it's going to be a big game changer for this Blackhawks offense.
1: I agree. And I think as I've sort of slept on, you know, theoretically, or, you know, as a manner of speaking on the Patrick Sharp thing, I started to like a little bit more because I think that does buy Cat some time. If you've got Patrick Sharp feeling, you know, as good as he's felt in years, as, which is what everybody's sort of saying about him, if he can give you three months of something even close to 2015, Patrick Sharp, that'll buy him some time. You know, that would that would get him to, uh, you know, perhaps get to that level in Rockford of learning that two-way game, really getting it down, and then being able to come up and stay up forever. Um, That's sort of the hope, I think, with a prospect as high as it, bring it. But who knows? I mean, there's so many. We thought last year had a lot of question marks. This one is really full of them. And, you know, uh, Nick Schmaltz, who we haven't even mentioned today, is going to be one of the th- key things to this year. Yeah. Um, Gustav Forsling, who was held in high regard entering last year, I wonder if he's fallen off a little bit because he was not as stellar as everyone expected him to be or hoped he'd be in his first year, I, I don't know, man. There's just so many – You know, we could, we could talk about it until we're blue in the face, but until the puck drops, we're not going to really know what this team's going to look like.
2: What does Ryan Hartman give you in his second year of really being one of the key guys that kind of stirs the drink on this team? What are you going to lose on your penalty kill and at even strength without Marion Hose on the ice? I know you have Brandon Sod here to kind of replace him, but at the same time – Marion Hossa was a generational talent in more ways than one, so that's going to be another storyline to follow. Who's going to back up Corey Crawford consistently, and can they achieve the level of play that Scott Darling did, whether it's Jean-Francois Berube, or why am I blanking on the other goaltender's name? Well, this is just terrible. I am so bad at this. Oh, Anton Forsberg. There we go um Peter's i didn't brother. even have to look that up
1: <laughs> he's <laughs> like not who's, gonna, brother, like, who's gonna
2: be the next scott darling like that's kind of a question mark i mean good lord man yeah if we do a live q a at this event at chucks next week it could last three hours and we'll have barely scratch the surface on what's going to go on with this team over the next few weeks as they prepare for that october 5 game against the pittsburgh penguins
1: yeah and if you're just joining us, which you can't really do, it's a podcast. You can't just, like, jump in in the middle. <laughs> we do, but just to remind everybody, Monday the 18th event at Chuck's Cafe in Darien. Uh, free admission, obviously, but we're giving away uh, – we're raffling off some items. $2 per raffle ticket or 3 for 5 All those proceeds go to Rush Hospital's Epilepsy Center in memory of my late sister. Um, lots of good stuff. Host of oh, Jersey. Bears. Yeah, $1. fifty beers, of course. Uh, <laughs> host of jersey, Hawks tickets, signed posters, hockey cards. We've got the uh, Pucks in Deep game I told you about, which is like Cards Against Humanity for hockey. Tons of good stuff coming out, things that are worth winning. So we hope to see you out there at Chuck's on Monday the 18th, 7 p.m. That's Chuck's and Darien, uh, 8025 South Cass Avenue, just north of uh, I-55 on Cass. So coming out to that, we cannot wait to see you going to take another time out but before we do I'll tell you about another one of our great sponsors Marishka's Restaurant 604 Theodore Street in Crest Hill family owned and operated at the same location since 1933 815-723-9371 they've got their hand cut products in their own butcher shop including the steaks the burgers and the world famous poor boy sandwich serving the highest quality of steaks seafood and chops and numerous homemade items made fresh in house including their onion rings and the double baked potatoes the size of your head the Icelandic Cod, hand-cut on premises. That's a James Neveau staple. A full <laughs> bar with craft brews. Banquet facilities for groups of up to 110 people. So visit marishkas.com or check them out on Facebook at facebook.com slash marishkas. Open seven days a week and close only on Christmas, Easter, the 4th of July, and Thanksgiving. And I promise you we will have another event at Marishkas this season, uh, hopefully before the year is out, the calendar year is out, with more goodies to give away to you Fabulous people. Uh, but let's take one quick, one more time out before we do the email segment. Uh, we'll be right back on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Email the guys at madhousepod at gmail.com or follow them on
2: Twitter at madhousepod. The
1: email segment, as always, is brought to you by our friends at Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, two locations in Burbank, 6501 West 79th Street, 79th and Natchez, my friend and in Darien 8025 South Cass Avenue visit chuckscafe.com for all the information they offer the best in barbecue, Mexican and Cajun fare on Friday, on Monday at our event the 18th Monday the 18th I'm going to devour at least 15 wings at least mm. cuz they're amazing there uh the coach you need to the that's the special on Saturday if you happen to go to Chucks for the first time on a Saturday you must order the cochinita pibil don't everything there is great make no mistake whatever you get you'll be happy but if you if you're lucky enough to be there on a saturday you have to get that it's incredible uh the barbecue nachos the jambalaya outstanding their daily specials are always incredible make sure i haven't mentioned this yet by the way get one of the cobblers the peach cobbler the berry cobbler it's like a hot pie with ice cream on top oh my god dude there is something for everyone at Chuck's, honestly. You want a plain cheeseburger? You can get that. You want an exotic Mexican dish? They got that for you, too. A huge bar with dozens of craft beers, and the menu's always changing and adding things. They offer catering services, banquets, and more. We had our baby shower at Chuck's, in fact. They've appeared on Chicago's Best and Food Network's Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. So visit chuckscafe.com or follow them on Twitter at Chuck's You ready for some emails, my friend? I am pumped and ready. All right, email here from Jeff Hicks. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Jeff. He says, uh, is there a chance that Cody Franzen can contribute for the Hawks considering their lack of depth on the blue line? What's the over-under on games played before Franzen finds a doghouse if he makes the team? I was thinking settling the line at five and a half games.
2: I'll take the over because I was thinking ten and a half. I thought that Joel would give him a little bit more leash since he's a veteran.
1: I don't... I don't know. I, I, I think that he's a, a good possession player. He's not the most fleet of foot, so no that. No, he's he a, is not. <laughs> he is a slow skater. Um, but I was looking at, I, and I, I hesitate to say it because I'm going to say the wrong thing, so I was looking at a graphic this morning, breaking down Seabrook, Connor Murphy, and Cody Franson, and they're all very similar. Now, you, you could look at that as good news, or you could look at that as bad news. However you want to look at it, look at it. But that's kind of the case is they've got three guys on the right side now that are kind of similar-ish in their game. Of course, the thinking is that Connor Murphy is going to be a little bit better playing for a better team. They probably think Franzen will be a little better because he'll play on the third pairing and have probably better matchups, easier matchups. Um, Brent Seabrook, man, is so important on this team. And that's kind of scary because the decline has been rapid. And you know me, I love Brent Seabrook. I am uh defend I defend him more than I should. Um, you defend
2: him better than he defends the puck. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry.
1: Nice. No, I liked it. I gave you an air high five in here. Um <laughs> but man, if Seabrook continues to get worse, that's there's gonna be big problems on his team. All right. Uh email here from Ken Bockelman. He says as a jersey connoisseur. That's true. Oh, God. I'm curious to hear your top five jerseys that no longer exist due to relocation or other reasons. Ooh. Oh shoot. All right, he gives his top five. The Minnesota North Stars, yes. Quebec Nordiques, yes, on my list. Hartford Whalers. Yes, on my list. LA Kings, purple and yellow. Good one. Not on my list. The Winnipeg Jets, pre Phoenix era, yes. The Keith Kachuk, Alex Jamnov. Uh those Jets jerseys were awesome. The ones Timo Solane wore as well. Love yes. those.
2: I I have a couple other ones that I think should at least be considered as nominees. Go for it. The Anaheim Ducks eggplant jersey. The originals. Yes. I'm with you on that. I I absolutely love those jerseys. The New Jersey Devils with the green shoulders.
1: Mm,
2: okay. I love I love the Christmas jersey. I like those the green, are-
1: I just I didn't like the roundness of the shoulders.
2: That's not a bad point. I just, I really like the contrast of that color and the pop that it gives. And I think that's fantastic. Okay. And finally, the one that everyone's going to tell me I'm an idiot and to shut up. Jay, I think you can probably guess what I'm going to say.
1: Not the V-neck Canucks jersey. No. Okay. No.
2: <laughs> Although I did play with those jerseys occasionally on NHL games just for the uh, gaffaws.
1: Oh, of course.
2: Yeah. I don't know um, where you're going. The New York Islanders fisherman jerseys. You're an idiot. <laughs> you know what? At least I didn't say the buffa slug, okay? I went with the fishermen instead.
1: <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with the Dallas Stars ovaries. Um, no. Those <laughs> the were the St. worst. Louis
2: blues trumpets. Oh, my
1: God. Perfect for the blues. <laughs> I would say, uh, okay, Uh, So I'm already saying I'm agreeing with Ken on North Stars, Nordiques, Whalers, no brainers. I'll even put the Jets on there, but I'm going to, I'm going to go two more. The Toronto St. Pats. They're so old school. They're actual sweaters. Like they're knit like wool sweaters. They're just green and white. And they say Toronto St. Pats in cursive or in cursive and like block letters and the, when the Leafs wear them now, they wear brown shorts and brown helmets. It looks awesome. It's so old school. It looks great. And the red Calgary Flames, the all red Calgary Flames jerseys. Oh, hell
2: yeah, dude. Yeah, red yeah, helmet, there You go.
1: red shorts, the whole nine. Those are sharp as they come. I love those.
2: Okay. I, I, see, I like where you're going with that.
1: All right, last email, and I know we should have more, but because I forgot to plug it until late today, we're a little short on them. Uh, email here from Craig Carlson, Skybone404 on Twitter, if you want to follow him. He says, with all the talk everywhere about the Hawks' D depth and lack thereof, who's going <laughs> to be in the top six? There's been no talk about Jordan Osterley. Where does he fit in the mix? That's a good question.
2: Damn, that's a good question. They
1: had him out, for what it's worth, uh, at the Hawks' uh Meet and greet for the media at the convention. They indeed did. He was one of the guys they trotted out in front of people um, to, like, meet the media and talk to people. I talked to him for a few seconds, seemed like a good dude, doesn't mean anything. Um, but, you know, a guy with 25 games of NHL experience, left-handed shot. Um, I, I think, I, here's the deal, I think a lot of guys are going to get a chance. You know, I think... If you have a Hawks jersey and you're on the roster, you're going to get a pretty good look in preseason. I think you're going to see Brent Seabrook now play a lot. You're going to see Duncan Keith now play a lot, and all these young defensemen who are, you know, knocking on the door are going to play a lot, and they're going to ha- they're going to have the chance to show what they can do. The good news for a guy like Osterley is there's no one with a huge leg up on him. Yeah, he might no. not be one of the names we're talking about, but he doesn't have a lot of competition that he's got to Sort of penciled in, you know what I mean? There's so mm-hmm. many open spots to take. He can certainly take one if he plays well enough to earn it.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not like a guy like Luke Snuggerud. I'm not anticipating that he's gonna outplay Jordan Esterly. I'm not anticipating that Mark Stewart, who's also here on a uh, camp invite, I don't see him
1: outplaying him. Is it Esterly or Osterly?
2: I, I, you know what? It's Osterly. I mispronounced it. We'll go with the correct way. I don't know My if apologies. you're right.
1: I don't know who's right. I, I'm sincerely asking.
2: I think you're right. I think. Well, we call him Larry Dolphin, so we can kind of do whatever the heck we want. That's alright? <laughs> it's no, it's not surprisingly Larry Dolphin. No.
1: <laughs> I don't believe you.
2: Anyway, if we're you putting a gun to my head, you're telling me to pick a top six right now. I'm gonna go Duncan Keith, Michael Kempney, Connor Murphy, Brent Seabrook. I am going to go ahead and I'm going to say Cody Franzen is going to make the team and he's at least going to get a chance to crack the top 6. And my 6th one is going to be Co- is it going to be uh Gustav Forsling.
1: Yeah. I think uh, that's hard to argue with. By the way, it is Osterly. I just looked it up. Um to me that's the most logical. That's the one that if things go according to plan, I think that's what the coaching staff would probably pencil in as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got a lot of experience with Kempney, you've got the pedigree with um uh Forzling and franzen has got the, you know, the veteran miles on him. So I think that's the the most logical I don't want to say bottom 3, but probably last 3 to be officially named to the team, I guess you'd say.
2: And, and you know the best part of that is that it's uh three righties and three lefties. Well,
1: that's ideal. That's and that's i think it's another reason to look at that as as potentially happening um i you know i really want to see more from kemney this year there were times last year where he was a huge disaster but yep. then there were times where i was like wow he's he's a heady defenseman you know he's a dude that that uh he knows what he's doing he's played in big games like big national games before uh i think if he plays regularly he'll be better i think that the makes speed of sense. the game
2: will be less of an issue with him if he plays more often i think sometimes he felt a little bit harried on the ice at times because of the speed difference between the leagues he'd been playing in and the nhl and i think that more frequent playing time will allow him to get his sea
1: legs under him a little bit more well we are going to find out sooner than later a first preseason game is what tuesday i believe so yes oh my god dude i can't wait it feels like it's been so long it has
2: been so long. They got swept out of the playoffs.
1: I just mean hockey in general, though.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but I will say, and this has come up on Twitter a lot, the uh, the jerseys with the neck.
2: Oh my god! This
1: is uh this, this is, is problematic. <laughs> By the way, thing. the
2: Marian Hosa jersey we are giving away does not have that collar on it,
1: does it? It does not. No, I promise. Okay. Uh yes, by the way, first preseason game Tuesday at six against the Columbus Blue Jackets. In Columbus. A
2: team that I'm gonna be tempted to pick to win the Stanley Cup, but I'm gonna have to avoid because every time I pick them to do anything, they end up letting me down.
1: I'm gonna go with the same team I picked last year, the Nashville Predators. I uh, think see, they're
2: I'm not ready to make my Stanley Cup pick yet, and here you are, jumping the gun, telling me how your team, Nashville, is gonna win. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm work. I'm working on it, man.
1: All right, pick a winner for the card there, champ.
2: Who do you think the winner is? I think there is one correct answer to this question. Tell me, jerseys, man. We got. We had to pick five jerseys, and that was a really tough decision, like to narrow down. I'm definitely going with that question.
1: That is Ken Backelman, if I'm not mistaken. I close out of the email because I'm a boob. Um, but a very cool card here it's a gerard gallant red wings card gerard gallant
2: yes wow yes Yes, sir nhl head
1: coach gerard gallant yeah (laughs) he's got a nice little uh fu manchu in this one and this card looks old man it's got like yellow weathering on it and uh they're playing the maple leafs apparently and the guy in the crowd in the photo has a wendell clark jersey remember the ones where they had this, this blue stripes that went all the way down the sleeves That's when this picture was taken. A lot of bowl cuts in this photo.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that sounds like uh, sixth grade all over again. There
1: you go. So, Ken Bachelman, congratulations. You win a Gerard Gallant card. And more importantly, breakfast at Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe. So we'll be in touch with you and all that info soon. Uh, But until next time, thanks for listening to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. And be sure to join us Monday the 18th. At Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe in Darien, 8025 South Cass Avenue. Don't show up in Burbank. You can go there. No. and You'll have good food, but we will not be there. <laughs> uh, go to Darien, 8025 South Cass Avenue, right up there in the Western Burbs. Real convenient to Downers Grove, Naperville. It's really kind of right in the middle of everything, so it's an easy place to get to right off five fifty-five. So join us at Chuck's Monday, September 18th, 7 p.m., for a live broadcast, uh, meet and greet, charity auction, et cetera, et cetera. Stick around for some bingo and some 150 domestic bottles. Come on. What what more reason do you need than cheap beer and hockey talk in September? We hope to see you there. But until then, we'll talk to you soon on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast.
0: Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay.